My brothers and sisters in the Lord, unless I wash you, you will have no inheritance with me. To Peter, it was not right for Jesus to wash his feet. I should be washing your feet, not you washing mine, he thought. For you see, my friends, foot washing is not a tidy endeavor. People who walk barefoot or in sandals arrive with dust and dirt caked to their feet. Foot washing was needed after a long journey, but in Peter's mind and in the wisdom of the day, it was not to be done by the master. It was to be the work of slaves or servants. Still Jesus insisted, unless I wash you, you will have no inheritance with me. In washing their feet, Jesus was doing more than an act of hospitality. He was teaching them the impact of his suffering and death, that it was necessary for their redemption. Unless I wash you, you will have no inheritance with me. The washing of feet by Jesus teaches us why the divine Son of God chose to take human flesh and be born of the Virgin Mary, precisely so he could suffer and die for us on the cross. My friends, it is not by accident that from the pierced heart of Christ on the cross, blood and water flowed forth, a symbol of baptism which washes away our sins and gives us new life in Christ. On another occasion, Jesus said, Amen, I say to you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. In order for us to share in Jesus' divine life, we must allow him to wash away our sins. We cannot do this for ourselves. The shame and guilt that our sins bring upon us can only be removed by Jesus when he takes the humiliation on himself, as he did on Calvary, and which he did symbolically by washing the feet of his disciples. In order to enter the kingdom of God, my friends, you and I must become like children, allowing someone else to wash us. The gospel says this about Jesus, John 13, 1. He loved his own in the world, and he loved them to the end. Jesus loves us to the end, to the maximum, to the greatest extent possible, even to suffering on the cross. His love, my friends, is total, and it is unconditional. One could say, my brothers and sisters, that Jesus turns the social pyramid of the world upside down. Instead of putting, him, putting himself in the company of the powerful, the rich, and the famous, he emptied himself and took the form of a slave. He made himself one with tax collectors and sinners, with the unborn and the suffering, with immigrants and refugees, with prisoners and the marginalized. On the night before he died, he made himself one with the least of society, with the ones who do the dirty jobs that no one else will do. 
Then at the Last Supper, Jesus told his apostles to do two things in his memory, to celebrate the Eucharist and to wash one another's feet. In the first letter of St. John, the beloved disciple writes, the way we have come to know love was that he laid down his life for us so that we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. You see, my friends, to wash others' feet expresses a desire to put others first, to show them they matter, that no matter what society may say, you love them as brothers and sisters in the Lord. Imagine, my brothers and sisters, with what tenderness Jesus knelt down before each of his disciples how he took their feet in his hands as if he was taking the chalice, how carefully he touched and kissed them to show them their dignity. By washing their feet, Jesus did not diminish his authority as their master. Rather, he was exercising authority in such a way that it touched the heart and built up trust. Jesus revealed the love of his Father in many ways throughout his earthly ministry. By the healing of the sick, the multiplying of the bread, casting out demons, proclaiming the kingdom of God. Then he showed the Father's love most fully at the hour when he passed from this world to the next, when he offered his life in sacrifice on the cross. And so, my friends, gathered with his disciples in the upper room, he loved his own in the world, and he loved them to the end. He did this by means of two sacred actions, by the washing of feet and then giving his disciples his own body and blood. These two actions, my friends, are woven together in the life of Jesus, and they can and should be woven together in our lives as well. For the past 2,000 years, whenever the followers of Jesus did these two things in memory of him, the church has flourished, the gospel has taken root, and has produced good fruit. Failure, however, to wash each other's feet has led quickly to the decline of culture and to scandals that have scarred the beautiful face of the Bride of Christ, the Church. This twofold way of remembering Jesus keeps us from isolating what we do on Sunday from what we do on Monday and the rest of the week. It keeps us from segregating our prayer from our work, from dividing our love of God from our love of neighbor and love of spouse and love of children. When the sacred scriptures are read at Mass, it is Christ who is speaking. When we receive Holy Communion, it is Christ whom we receive. When we serve the least of our brothers and sisters, it is Jesus whom we serve. For you see, my friends, when Jesus washed the disciples' feet, he was engaging in a deeply Eucharistic act. He was making himself the servant of all. Let us, my brothers and sisters, love one another as Christ loves us. Unless I wash you, you will have no inheritance with me.